This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to let the beat knock. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you to episode 35 of The Rail World. 3535. I'm so glad to be here. Um, It's getting towards the end of the year. Uh, and as we keep going through this journey together, I really want to do an episode um, where I'll wrap things up and how I feel about the year. Obviously, what I consider my highs and lows and the highs and lows for probably everything that I've talked about. Um, but I don't want to do that this week. Uh, this week, I still wanted to touch upon the holiday season and what I consider to be the proverbial war on Christmas. Now, I certainly don't think that this is something that we're experiencing, but so many people have started this narrative and I just wanted to talk to everyone about it a little bit. Um, I think that so many things have changed, uh, which I kind of alluded to last week, where, you know, I certainly think that we spend more money now on Christmas than we ever did. I think that it's less about the massive families than it was. You know, like I can check off a number of things that I think are different. One of the things that I do think that's really been good for our society, though, is that we don't let the term for the holiday season be def completely defined by being Christmas. We have plenty of other people in this country. Um, brothers and sisters who may or may not look like me that believe in other things. I think that their beliefs are important as well. So if we have the holiday party at work instead of the Christmas party, I'm okay with that. It doesn't make me feel bad. I'll still have my Christmas tree at my house. I'm sure I'll still go to a Christmas party that'll be thrown by somebody. It may be an ugly sweater party. I'm sure we'll still give out gifts and do different things for fun but it doesn't diminish the people who may not believe what I do. I think that's one of the things that we have to take going forward in the 2018, that not everything is worthy of actually probably giving it a title. Like I made a teaser about this podcast that I sent out and somebody had put a bot on Twitter that basically says, anytime that you send the uh, war on Christmas, we are going to send you a response that says, Merry Christmas. And I thought that, wow, people really take this way too seriously. I mean, I think that if I'm just being real with myself, Christmas is not going anywhere. Christmas is ingrained in our brains. It's not even Jesus's birthday. And we still never act like this is something that can go away. And let's not be confused. Just for anybody that's going to probably cringe when I say this, this is no disrespect to Jesus Christ. I'm personally a Christian. However, there's no way that Jesus was born on December 25th. The truth about that and the thing that people don't really say, um, it was a date that was probably given uh, when we tried to bring, you know, uh, Christianity to like the Roman Empire and the Greeks. They basically believed in a lot of pagan gods. Um, it's easier to bring people in with honey, obviously, than it is uh, with vinegar. 
as the saying goes. It's easier to attract the fly with honey than it is with vinegar. So because of that, we decided to say like, hey, we know that December 25th is a super important date to you. We believe that this is the reason why December 25th was picked as the date for Christmas. I looked all over the Bible. I actually spoke to people who are much more knowledgeable about the Bible than I am before I wanted to say this because I know that this would be controversial. And again, this is not being disrespectful. We can have any day that they decide or like we the people decide that we want to pick as Jesus's birthday because we just don't know. That's part of having faith. I don't need to know something to kind of believe in it. So as I say all of that, um, having the winter solstice be a date that was more inclusive for everybody to get other people involved and so they would believe. I think this is something that extends even past just us as Christians where we can say, hey, I really think that December 25th is a day that should be and most likely should be uh, for people to come together and for people to act like families, whether that's close friends, people that are not blood relatives, but you know your family and your blood relatives, you should come together. It should be about something bigger than that. It should be about that togetherness, about family, about being together, about just loving each other. Like, I want the world to be a better place. The world can't be a better place if we keep doing the same things the same way, where things have always been kind of screwed up. Differences are honestly one of the things that make us great. If we didn't have differences, we can't grow to be a better society than we were before. Certainly our differences in the way that we can kind of figure these things out and come together for a consensus is, again, why we've been able to achieve the things that we have. Or we may just see somebody else that decided to go another way and it was smarter than the way that we went, so we adopted it. Either way, I don't want us to all be one monolithic culture where we all think the same thing, believe in the same thing, and that's how things are. Once that happens, innovation stops and we stop being great. We stop striving for more. Like what's left to do if like we all think the same? I don't want everybody to think like I do. I want people that are able to, you know, honestly challenge my thoughts and my opinions in ways that make me think, you know, just differently or outside the box that I never would have done before. I think that's what's important about a lot of the stuff that's been going on lately. While I might feel some kind of way about it, and I'll specifically speak on that, um, uh, with a lot of the sexual harassment stuff. As a guy, I keep falling back on, I didn't know that this was going on. And while that's true, it's hard for me to step in your shoes if I don't know what you're going through. So you see, like this whole thing about living with other people and figuring different things out and coming together and having these conversations and having a consensus and being a family, it applies across everything. If we took this to way more than just the, the area that we had it in, you know, outside of, of uh, a Christmas, think about where we could go. We could do anything. We could be the greatest ever. And I'm not just talking America. I'm talking everywhere. But maybe there is a war on Christmas. Maybe Fox News is right. Maybe they hate that, you know. Instead of us saying, you know what, I want to have a Christmas party, a holiday party is wrong to do. I can't agree with that. I don't even understand it. Because if I'm thinking holiday, it's a holiday. The only holiday that comes up around that time of the year that I've personally always celebrated has been Christmas. Now, certainly, I, I do realize that um, 
Hanukkah is in December. I don't know the dates, so I don't want to get killed for that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that white people are not practicing um, Kwanzaa. I don't really follow Kwanzaa, so I don't know the specifics of that. So I, I'm pretty sure those aren't the holidays that they'd like for us to say that we're supporting because I don't know about Kwanzaa gifts. Do they give gifts, gifts of Kwanzaa? If so, like sign me up. Like maybe I want a gift for however many days. I know that part of, you know, the cool thing, I had a Jewish teacher when I was a child. And one of the cool things, as she kind of taught us about um, her religion, it's like, you know, hey, well, we play games. I know it goes on for X number of days. Here, you could have this dreidel and spin it and have fun with it. And as a kid, you're like, whoa, something that spins and you figure things out from what it spins and lands on. This is great. I don't need anything else. I was perfectly happy celebrating this, not knowing anything about it. And I think that's what we need to get back to, the innocence of a child. I don't know if my mom knew that I went through this or if like my Jewish teacher taught us different things about this, about Hanukkah. But I think it's cool to know what's going on with other cultures. It's cool to see, you know, how other people view things. These are the reasons why, again, like it made me multicultural in a way that it expanded the things that I was just not used to. I got to see the world from a much bigger place. If I was the same closed-minded person again, like who knows where I'd be? I could probably tell you I wouldn't be podcasting or sitting here hoping that people are listening to what I'm saying. That I can tell you. These kind of things are the things that open up your mind and your eyes for you to experience so many more things. So while this segment is shorter than it has been over the last few weeks, I certainly just wanted us to remember that, you know, while you have people trying to tear us apart and cause division, just remember, you don't have to face that battle. You don't have to believe there's a war on Christmas. This is for all of my friends who happen to be Republicans. You're probably in the closet because we barely talk about it. But if you watch Fox News and you're in your 30s or your 20s, hey, just believe. Don't believe the hype. And if you want to see something really funny, tweet just randomly. There's Just treat war on Christmas. I promise you if you do that, there's this bot that'll respond to you that says Merry Christmas. Just let it go. It's not that serious. We don't care. Well, we do, but you know, people try to make us care. It's another stupid thing for us to throw our time into that just doesn't matter. Um, this week, I'm going to throw three segments at you instead of two. So uh, stay tuned after the break and we'll be right back. So this week, before I get to what I consider my favorite part of the show now, hate it or love it, I wanted to do a new thing. I wanted to do something that I'm calling Get Rich or Die Trying. Why Get Rich or Die Trying? I feel like so many people spend so much money and so much time and so much effort into a bunch of schemes to try to help them get rich, and I just wanted to discuss it. And this week, the thing that everybody is talking about, myself included, has been Bitcoin. If you're not familiar with Bitcoin... I'm going to give you a real quick synopsis on what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin was a created currency that was used that was outside of like a government's control. When I say that, I mean the dollar is controlled by the U.S. government. You know, uh, the British pound is controlled by the British. The euro by the European Union and so on and so forth. A lot of these currencies are now backed by governments and the good faith and credit of that government. Bitcoin is the first one that I can remember that fell outside of that realm. It's called a cryptocurrency. 
Long story short, it was huge back in the day when Silk Road was a thing. If you know about Silk Road, you'll know that it was the one thing that you could do to buy anything and everything illegal possible. If you wanted to buy a hitman to kill somebody, you could go to Silk Road. If you wanted to buy some weed, you can go to Silk Road. If you wanted some coke, you can go to Silk Road. Silk Road was literally the thing. You probably could have bought a freaking missile from Silk Road if you had enough bitcoins to buy it at the time. When the guy that was actually in charge of Silk Road went down, they said it was something like he had, you know, $300 million worth of Bitcoins in his account. Think about that for a second. $300 million worth of Bitcoin. So while I give you the background of that, when Silk Road went away the first time, Bitcoin tanked, went into the, you know, it wasn't worth what everybody thought it would be worth. Then a Silk Road came back again. People used it again because it's untraceable. And then the governments all shut Silk Road 2 down too. Probably shouldn't have said two. But they also shut Silk Road 2 down. Fast forward to now. Because of a lot of speculation and what people think will actually happen, Bitcoin has caught the wave. One share of Bitcoin or one actual Bitcoin is worth something like $17,000. So if you were fortunate enough to get in you know, at the top of the year when a Bitcoin was worth like a thousand bucks, you came up. You have hit the proverbial wave. One Bitcoin would have literally given you... Probably the down payment to go get yourself a Tesla, some kind of hot car, maybe the diamond engagement ring that you've been looking for for your girl. Don't know. All I know is that you would have got paid. So now that it's become something that's in the media, everybody is talking about it each and every single day. I said effing because I want to keep this segment at least a little cleaner. Now, here's the big problem with Bitcoin. And before I even get to that. I got a buddy that literally calls me every day. I myself purchased it uh, through his advice. And I mean, I heard about it for a while, but I bought some last Thursday. Since last Thursday, I've seen it go down a few thousand dollars, go up a few thousand dollars, stay the same. It basically sends me on a roller coaster ride each and every day. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of fun. It's probably like getting a bunch of likes on like uh, on Instagram or Facebook or something like, oh, I'm, I'm a popular kid today. Problem is, I don't want to always ride the wave. Sometimes I just want to be cool. But this is what it is right now. So I certainly know some people that have made pretty good money from it. I myself am up on it. Um, but it's one of those things where it's probably going to we're at the bubble, at least in my opinion. I'm not a financial expert, but I feel like I probably bought it too late. I'm not going to see this massive gain from it, but I'm at least putting some money into it, which I consider shoe money into it to see kind of what happens. It's kind of fun. Um, it gives us something to talk about. Now all of my friends are super financial and we have these conversations. And I just wanted to share that with people who may or may not even be in the know. I talk to somebody different every day and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I really don't even know what Bitcoin really is. Like I gave you this long explanation of what it's done. I can't tell you about it. I do know that I'm up Litecoin 350% from when I bought last Thursday. So as a cool thing to any of my listeners, I'm going to put a link into um, my podcast this week. If you click on the link, Bitcoin will give you, or uh, Coinbase is the app that a lot of us have been using to buy this cryptocurrency. You click on the link, what it'll do is it'll give you $10 worth of Bitcoin if you purchase $100 worth of Bitcoin. 
Now you might think, and I'm just going to be honest with you, wow, this guy's super nice. He's altruistic. No, I'm nice. I am not that nice. It also gives me 10 bucks for every person that I refer that spends 100 bucks. So uh, my boy referred me. He got 10 bucks from me. I've referred some of my friends. We both got 10 bucks from each other. It's kind of cool. I wouldn't tell you to do it if I, it wasn't something that I personally put money into. I'm just not that guy. Um, but it's risky. So I'm going to say, uh, look at it at your own risk. As with anything in terms of like stocks, please don't put any kind of money into it that you're not willing to lose. I've seen a number of people doing stuff like mortgaging their house to get a bunch of money to put into stuff like this. That's not something personally that I would ever do. I can't tell a grown man or woman how to deal with their money. But what I can say is this is just for fun. If I hit it, Maybe this is, you know, the money that I'll use to, I don't know, maybe I'm going to buy my mama a brand new car. I have no idea what I want to spend that kind of money on. But I know certainly it's something fun to play with and it gives me something to talk about. And for my $300 investment, I'm currently up to close to $900 in value. Um, So it's again, it's fun. I don't know what my end game is. I'm certainly just going to let it kind of play until it gets down to my original $300 investment. And then from there, I'm probably going to just pull it out if it ever goes down to that. So while we talked about something that was super risky, I wanted to talk about something that was not risky that I've had fun with. And that thing would be something called Acorns. Acorns has been dope. Acorns is something that's not super risky. No, you're not going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars in four days. But what it is, is it's something that seems to be super safe. Um, right now I know a lot of people, especially black people, uh, have a hard time wanting to invest money. My family growing up didn't believe in investing in stocks and bonds and mutual funds. It was, Hey, you get a savings account, you'll get a certain amount of interest. And this is what we think is a great idea for you to do with your money. What Acorns essentially does is invest your money into Vanguard funds. Like they have a certain amount of, you know, I won't say risk, but they have, more aggressive funds that they'll play with in terms of the type of stocks that they're looking at. But essentially what it is, and I hate that I sound like I'm a walking advertisement, but I think this stuff is important for people to do. Um, but what Acorns does is it takes a predetermined set of money from your account. And so when I say predetermined, uh, you can set it to say, hey, I want to make weekly deposits of $5 or $10 or what it does, it's real claim to fame and how they've decided to kind of get people to sign up for it. They do what they call rounding up. You buy something from a store. It costs you $1.50. They take that remaining 50 cents that would get you to the next whole dollar and they bank that and that's what they at the end of the week. That's what they do at the end of the week to give you an amount. They never uh, withdraw any amount of money under five bucks. So if you don't hit a minimum of five bucks, they just don't take anything, I believe. Um, but what's been cool about it, I've been in it now for maybe a little over a year. Like I'd say like a year and a half. I got roughly 1600 bucks that I've used uh, from swiping my check card. A um, hundred bucks, I, like... I've gotten in terms of like uh, stock market value. So the funds that they're using have gone up by $100. I've also gotten dividends from it for another 30 or 40 bucks. 
they have this thing that they called found money. So they have uh, deals that they work out with various providers, whether it's, you know, you spend money at Nike, Nike will match a percentage of like whatever it is that you purchased and they will put it in your Acorns account. So it's cool little stuff like that that's allowed my account to, you know, kind of go up. I think it's up 6% from what I originally, from my original amount of money, which if I'm honest, that's what the stock market is. You don't get these massive amounts of growth. It's usually this little stuff. And so I guess I'm excited about this because I can share it with people. I've certainly told a bunch of my friends about it. Whether you um, sign up for it or not, look into it. It's something, again, that's fun just to have a different stream of revenue outside of just having your 401k or a traditional savings account because I'm probably sure that it'll do better than at least the savings account. We got to, as black people, do better in terms of our financing. Like we got to, I don't want to say we got to get this money because not all money is good money, but if you can find cool little ways, and if you know of any ways, hey, feel free to reach out to me. Send me an email. I always love this stuff. Something that I could talk about with my friends and I can think that I'm fake smart or that I know a little bit more than I do. Truth is I don't, but I certainly read a lot. And if Kevin Durant was smart enough to put a massive amount of money in the acorns like a year back when he first joined Golden State, maybe I was smart enough to kind of, you know, ride the wave and get into. Um, I'm also going to include a link in the description of my podcast for that. So if you want to sign up for that, I want to say it's kind of a similar deal where if you sign up, uh, they'll give you five bucks for it. It's kind of cool. It's free money. Again, I think you just have to keep the money in the account for a month or something. But it's something fun that I play with. Um, and finally, we'll give you Hate It or Love It right back after this. All right, so we're back. And with this week's Hate It or Love It, I always want to start with the hate because I'd love to finish this podcast with love. You don't want to start something and end it negatively. Like, where's the fun in that? Um, but here's something that I hate that I've come across this week. I hate think pieces. While my podcast might sort of be a think piece in an audio format, I'm really tired of just reading something that I see every week about something, you know, that we already know. Every single day, because there's a different, uh, I would say media outlet that we can hear from, we have to read something about a topic that's literally been discussed a hundred times. It gets passed around. It goes viral. Everyone has an opinion on it. Something that personally put me over the edge and why I wanted to even discuss this was something that I read in The Undefeated. The Undefeated, if you don't know, is ESPN's kind of um, boutique site that deals with African-American issues. So that's their only focus. They just deal in that space. Uh, The article stated, you know, why it's a bad thing that an African-American got fired from being the GM of the Giants. I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to do the writer of the article a solid. In 140, in 140 characters or less, a tweet, I'm going to tell you why this doesn't matter. Here's why things aren't going to change. The makeup of the ownership groups or the general managers, you know, i.e. the executives of football clubs, none of this does anything for revenue. The end. It does not affect revenue. 
because it doesn't do anything with the money, there's not going to be a change. There's literally no financial reason for the NFL to stop doing business the way they've always done business. That's the only thing that motivates the NFL, making more money. Unless it makes financial sense, good financial sense, we're just not going to change anything. We're only going to operate at the, you know, unfortunately, in our best interest of making more money. And so while it sounds cool to make these pieces and say, hey, we want to see more people in these positions, I agree. I'm going to vote black. I want to see another guy get a chance. I want to see when we make it into the world, when I know that the bad black coach that keeps getting hired, we've made it. When the bad black executive, kind of like in the NBA with Billy King, shots fired to him, worst executive ever, but he keeps getting work. We know that you're in that circle. So I don't want to keep seeing these think pieces every year when somebody else gets inevitably let go. I don't want to see people get laid off, but unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast in the NFL. So let's stop writing them. Let's stop having this discussion every year. That would be really, really nice. Um, Here's something else that I hate on right now. Why are celebs or internet celebs or people who happen to usually be rich, so we're going to give them the coin that they're influencers or tastemakers or whatever term that we're currently using that we probably need to get the entire fuck out of here why 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 do they always get stuff for free now this might sound like hate and it probably is just a little bit and i'm not even mad at the companies that give people free stuff that's the truth the truth is it's probably way easier for me to have advertising by giving you a pair of sneakers or giving you a belt Versus having this complex ad campaign that I just paid like a huge, you know, ad company to come up with. And then I got to pay a TV station or an internet website to, you know, show my ad. That cost a lot of money. Instead, I could give the item away. So it only cost me the item and the opportunity cost for not selling that one item. It's a great return on my investment. But the people that seem to have the money to buy this stuff, they should be paying the money just like us. At least that's what I believe. Like if I want a pair of Yeezys, I should be able to walk into the store and get a pair of Yeezys. But no. But every single celebrity has a pair of Yeezys that they've probably gotten for free. That's just not fair. And I know, I get it. I'm crying. I'm sounding like a little whiner. Nah, life's not fair. Not unexpected to be. But here's the thing. If I'm going to pay the actual money because you're hoping that my volume supports your brand, I'm going to need y'all to pay that forward. Like... I need me a pair of Yeezys, B. I know that, like, you know, there's some sneakers that come out, and I want to say the blue Yeezys come out on Saturday. Adidas, send me the blue Yeezys. I probably won't even wear them all that often, but I want to say that I have them just for the sake of it so I can stop trying because every time I've tried, the app always fails or something goes wrong or they're sold out in literally, like, 10 seconds. It's not fair. It's not fair. And last... The thing that I wanted to hate on this week, um, there was a story about a kid uh, that came out at the end of last week. And I'm going to take kind of the joke out of this because this is important. Keaton Jones um, had a video with, I'm just being an honest person. It was pretty heartbreaking to see that this kid was going through something. Uh, kid mentioned that he was bullied, that people didn't like you know his appearance or something. And it was kind of hard for me to watch because I've been a kid that's been bullied. I've probably also been a kid that's bullied other people. Neither position 
feels good, if I'm honest. It sucks when you bully people because you're probably bullying people to stop people from, you know, turning that fire towards you. At least that's why I did it as a kid. Like, I made fun of the other kid so the kids wouldn't make fun of me. Like, as a child growing up, I always got, you're not black enough. You talk white. We can't be cool with you because you're not black enough. Even though, if I'm honest, <laughs> you look at me, I'm brown skin. All of my family is black. Uh, yes, we have some Asian mixed in us. But, you know, generally speaking, like, I look like an African-American guy. I'm very proud of that fact. I can't hope that I speak proper or a little more proper than, you know, some of my friends or my peers or the people that I grew up with. That's not my fault. But I was certainly made fun of for it. I was called white or that I wanted to be white or that I was an Uncle Tom. I've honestly, and no disrespect to any uh, other races, I've generally dated within, you know, I've dated black women most of my life. Like, I can think of a handful of times that I've dated other women. And that's not because I don't find other women attractive or I think, you know, any less of them. It's about proximity. You tend to date who you're around. And since I'm around black people a lot, um, I remember having a Mexican friend and she was just like, damn. Or no, she wasn't Mexican. She was mixed. She's black and white. She's damn. Your Facebook is super black. Do you have any white friends? And I'm like, well, yes, I do have white friends. There are some white people I'm very fond of. Again, I speak to everyone. But that just goes to show you how my circle was. And so when I saw this as a kid, I'm just like, man, I can't believe this is what I'm getting bullied for. But to bring that all back to Keaton Jones, I think it's terrible that any kid has to feel this way. That part sucks. I hate that shit. I also hate what the media kind of does um, where we tear everybody down. After the story went viral, because first of all, the mom was probably wrong for putting that story out. Uh, you don't record your kid doing that. Like your kid's having a moment and he's hurt. Just let your kid be hurt in private. Not everything is for public consumption. But the mom was found to have, you know, let's say Confederate leanings. I don't want to say she's racist because I don't know her. I don't know her heart, but it certainly seems that she may lean that way. And that's now kind of affected the way we're looking at the child. Again, I don't know what any of the stories, I can't corroborate anything, so I don't want to speak on it, but I saw somebody that was hurting, and I wish that that wasn't the case. Bullying sucks, the way we treat people sucks, and it's got to get better from everybody. So this is where I tell people, if you have kids, you have to teach your kids to do better. If your kid's going through this, take care of that as an issue. Talk to parents, talk to other people. I don't want to lose like somebody like the little girls that were hanging themselves because they were also bullied or the people that feel like, you know, the Internet trolls and all of these people throw so much stuff at them that they can't really deal. And so they decide to take their own lives. It shouldn't take that. It shouldn't. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Here's some stuff that I love this week. I'm going to stick to that same Keaton Jones thing. I love the fact that of all of the people, all of the celebrities that reached out when the new information broke about you know, the, the potential sins of his mother. Everyone universally said, you know what? I can't worry about that. Yeah, his mom could be all of this stuff. But here's one thing I know. We could probably still save the kid. If we, the minorities that are reaching out to him, telling him we'll do all of these things, and we're saying, hey, you know what? We get it. We've been there too. Come with us. We'll, we'll support you. That's a great thing for everybody. 
that prevents this person who might have had those leanings because he's had these teachings from his parents to think differently than he ever would have. I know for a fact that I personally, as a child, there were white kids that I got really cool with and they had preconceived notions because of their parents and because me and that person were cool, they didn't think the same way anymore. That's how we change the world. Opening people's eyes. You give them the truth. You don't give them what, you know, people have passed down. You don't give them what we kind of teach them as being, you know, we hate this person. If they can see the truth with their own eyes and how people treat them, that's how we move things forward. So I love that. I love seeing Jamel Hill saying, you know what? I've seen the reports. I've seen all of this stuff. That has nothing to do with what I said about that kid. We might be able to save him. And if we save that one, think of how many people that that one kid can save. So I think that's super dope. I commend everybody that's done that. I myself thought the same thing. I thought it was abhorrent if, her, if his mom was really doing all of that stuff. But at the same time, it's not the child's fault because he's a child. It's just crazy to me. Um, something else I love this week. It's cold. It's hoodie season. And I finally got my the official The Real World hoodies in. Now, this isn't for everybody. And I'm going to wear my merchandise because I got a brand myself. But I love the fact that I was able to go to New York, pick these up. I had a friend of mine do the screen printing for me. I'm super excited about it. Um, if anybody actually wants to get one, matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to give one out. If you write a review on iTunes, obviously that helps me out tremendously. So write a review on iTunes, write something on SoundCloud, and I'm randomly going to pick a person that does one of those things, and I'm just going to send it to you. I'm going to message you, ask you for your information, and I'm going to send that to you as a gift of being for just saying thank you for rocking with me. Um, I got them in a few different colors. I'm just excited to kind of just have stuff that I can say like, hey, this represents me. So when I walk around town, even though I have on you know, a jacket, but at some point when the jacket comes off, aka Superman comes out because I loosened up the tie, you'll see that it says the real world across my hoodie. Um, this is episode 35. Thanks for rocking with me. Uh, I will see you guys next week. Um, I got a special episode coming next week because I'm recording with a really special guest this week, but I will see you then. God bless and see you later. Peace.